I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Ophelia, the young heroine of Pan's Labyrinth, is told by her mother sternly, life isn't like your fairy tales, but it is. That's the secret at the center of Guillermo del Toro's magnificent Spanish-language film. It's a film that interweaves the girl's gothic imaginings and the life she's forced to live in a remote Spanish military outpost in the 1940s, when Franco's troops have just about crushed the loyalist resistance. Ophelia has an evil stepfather, the outpost's commander, Captain Vidal. Her inner and outer worlds are populated by monsters. Both worlds demand unquestioning obedience, force her to decide who can or can't be trusted, and require more courage than she may be able to muster. Ophelia is played by a remarkable young Spanish actress named Ivana Baquero. She has lots of astonishing scenes, but in one I loved, she takes on a monstrous toad that's draining all the energy from a giant fig tree, just as Franco's forces are sucking the life out of the nation. The director is known for stylish horror flicks that include Kronos, Mimic, and Hellboy. In Pan's Labyrinth, he returns to a theme he first addressed five years ago with The Devil's Backbone. In that film, which pretty much followed the rules of the horror genre, echoes of the Spanish Civil War resonate within the walled confines of an orphanage. This time, the fantasy elements transcend conventional horror, although as children discover and adults forget, horror is a basic ingredient of classic fairy tales. By doing so, they amplify the evil conveyed by Sergi Lopez's stunning performance as the fascist commander. The result of all this intricate interplay is a fairy tale for adults that is violent, sometimes shocking, and yet completely engrossing, and eerily instructive. It really deepens our emotional understanding of fascism and the perils of rigid ideology. There's a sense of all of the elements coming together here for Del Toro and his colleagues. The film looks gorgeous and the cast is extraordinary. Ophelia's only human confidant, a servant named Mercedes, is played by Maribel Verdu, who was the lovely mercurial Luisa in Itumama Tambien. Once again, her beauty is touching, but Luisa's mercury has been replaced by Mercedes' tempered steel. Perfume, the story of a murderer, weaves a sensual spell of extraordinary delicacy and then sustains it up to a point. Tom Tickford's elaborate film version of the Patrick Susskind novel concerns an orphan, Jean-Baptiste Grenouille, who was born in the streets of 18th century Paris with a singular gift, an acute sense of smell. When Grenouille grows up and discovers the wonders of perfume, he becomes a serial killer, a sort of Jack the Sniffer, who murders women not out of any overt sexual urge, but because he seeks to capture their essence in a literal eau de femme. Tom Tickfer is a direction of distinction. His films include Run, Lola, Run, The Princess and the Warrior, and Heaven, which was distinguished by Kate Blanchett's formidable performance. His work in perfume is audacious, often elegant, and the film's strong cast includes Alan Rickman, Rachel Hurd Wood, Dustin Hoffman doing an amusing turn as a Parisian perfumer, and Ben Wishaw as Grenouille, whose spectacular rise and epic fall suggests the trajectory of an antichrist. Once you've seen perfume, you're unlikely to forget it, but once the movie's spell was broken and the story turned tedious, I found myself thinking not of pheromones or elixirs, but of Jimmy Durante, who would point to his fabled schnozzola and say gleefully, the nose knows.
I'm Joe Morgenstern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic, back on KCRW next week with more reviews.